Do you gain weight during the holiday season? Many people do. What can you do to change that this year and still indulge in all of the festive fun? Hi, I'm registered dietitian nutritionist, Dr. Susan Mitchell. Let's go beyond bariatric surgery and talk about everything you need to move on. Just ahead, Amanda Clark, bariatric dietitian and our podcast content director, joins me to share real world tips to help you steer clear of those holiday food traps. If you've had bariatric surgery, you need a specific bariatric multivitamin, not an off-the-shelf version. There's a big difference. In Australia, choose BN Multi. Find them at beyondbariatricsurgery.com in the shop. Joining me via Skype from the Gold Coast of Australia is bariatric dietitian Amanda Clark, creator and author of the Portion Perfection Kits for Weight Loss and for Bariatrics. Amanda believes that when you see how much is right to eat, you have practical tips to help you, you have a much greater understanding of what to do and how to do it. Plus, Amanda is the one who chooses the right supplements and products just for you. You'll find them in the shop on our website, beyondbariatricsurgery.com. Did you know that your support of our various courses, products, and supplements lets us bring you the best podcast possible? We appreciate you too. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Dr. Susan, and welcome to the holiday season. Yes, and you too. In fact, Amanda, I was shopping recently and came across this holiday card that read, when what to my wondering eyes should appear but 10 extra pounds on my hips, thighs, and rear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, tell, I laughed out loud. I think every one of us can relate to that card, don't you? Yeah, not funny. But so very true. You know, how much weight is typically gained during the holidays? There's been a few pieces of research on this with varying findings. But let's face it, most of them find that we gain weight during the holidays. Some studies found around one kilogram, so just over two pounds gain, while others varied between zero and almost nine kilos, and that's about 20 pounds. So most people found that people who started at a higher weight were prone to gaining more than those who are at lower weights. And I don't think we really know what that means for those who have had bariatric surgery, but I think members of our community can attest to being able to gain weight much faster than those who have never been at a high weight. You know, I think the first step in the holidays is to be realistic and ask yourself if the holidays have been a problem in the past, particularly mm. whether they have the ability to change the direction of your current mindset and, and get you off track. It's so much harder to let loose over the holidays and then try to pull it all back together after they're over than if you just have a strong plan in place and stick with it. So try to hold on to those healthy behaviors that work well for you and are part of your life. Yeah. Look, healthy behaviors work best when they come become part of your routine and they're almost non-negotiable. You know, you wouldn't stop brushing your teeth or washing your hair just because you're on holidays, would you? You know, that holidays. is so true. I just have to stop and think about that. It's like, why is it we change what we eat, but we don't change the other things that we do? <laughs> yeah, so it's really a test, you know. It's a time to try and figure out how you can maintain the things that are important to your well-being in the presence of different surroundings and different offerings. So eating different food 
but still eating regularly, for example. One potential food trap we face here in the U.S., and this may be very different for you, is that we have parties, holidays, and reasons to celebrate with food every day. During the holidays, it's just more intense, and then you often feel, you know, end up feeling stuffed like the turkey in a food coma. <laughs> so now's the time to shift from feast to fitness. Putting some simple steps in place can make a big difference during the holiday season or any season or for that matter any day for example remember when we discussed in episode 12 that lack of sleep can make you crave food and feel hungry and who gets enough sleep during the party season absolutely you know we heard glenn mcintosh in previous episodes i think number two and number seven he spoke about emotional eating and he said that when you're under stress you find it harder to make a good decision well being sleep deprived is one of those stresses. So the ability to inhibit urges goes down and continuing to eat just seems like such a brilliant idea. The other thing that happens is we look for reward. So something sweet tasting or high in fat makes us feel a bit better for the moment. Oh uh, yes, comfort food. It starts calling our name, Susan, Amanda, and it's right there <laughs> waiting on us. And the holidays can be emotionally stressful, which makes that comfort food call, I think, even stronger. Yeah. And remember, sleep deprivation, which sounds like you get a lot of that in the US over this time period, um, but along with all the other stresses of the season, which might be financial or to do with relationships, all these things play havoc with your hormones, which results in an increase in cortisol, which is that stress hormone. And this makes it easier for you to store fat from all those extra calories and it's harder to burn it. It also reduces the production of that hormone called leptin that tells us that we've had enough to eat. So what you said a minute ago, I think is very true because here in America, we don't typically get the long holidays that you enjoy. So we might have just a day off here or two days off there, depending on when Christmas falls and New Year's falls, things like that. So right. if you're in the U.S., here are two more ways for you to shift away from too little sleep that leads you to feeling cranky and stressed, hungry, and then craving those comfort foods and ultimately overeating. Find ways to work these short power naps, I call them, like 20 to 25 minutes into your day and your week. Or number two, decide after you look at ahead at your schedule for the coming week and you know when you have functions, parties, whatever, which nights can you go to bed early so that you'll stay a bit more rested for the nights that you're going to be out later. This will help you curb some of that sleep deprived hunger. Mm, yeah. And if you're going to rely on coffee to keep you going, remember that caffeine is actually quite beneficial at one to two cups for most people. And then it starts to have a negative effect the more you drink. As soon as you go over two cups or you start adding extra shots, it could start to affect anxiety levels and how well you sleep. So it's a vicious cycle, really. Absolutely. So the fourth way that you can steer clear of holiday food traps is to remember, like Amanda said, that one or two cups of coffee is usually fine and can perk you up for that party. 
but shift away from using more and more caffeine to make it through the day and into the night. That extra caffeine will likely just make you more anxious. Yeah, also, while you're considering that plan for the season, I would include a strategy for the amount of alcohol that you drink. Yes, so don't miss this. Yeah, it's really important to remember that after any bariatric surgery, your tolerance to alcohol will have decreased. Now that is partly due to weight loss itself. Alcohol actually dilutes in the water component of your body and not the fat. And that water is in your bloodstream and it's in your muscle. So the larger your body and the more muscle you have, the lower your alcohol concentration will be. Now most people after surgery lose some muscle as part of their weight loss. And they also need less blood vessels to support their fat stores. So they've got less body, total body water, if you like. So in the end, that makes you more easily intoxicated. That's also why women have a lower tolerance to alcohol than men, because we automatically have less muscle than they do. And you know, you the always other... hear that. Think about that when you'll hear people say, women get drunk faster than women do. Mm. And, and this is why. Yeah, yeah, women, it's all due to our muscle. The other issue is that, the enzyme that breaks down alcohol is in our liver, like we expect it to be, but it's also in our stomachs. So if you've had some of your stomach removed, then your capacity to break down alcohol decreases. Right, and it's also important to note then that blood alcohol and blood or breath alcohol levels will be higher because the stomach enzyme would usually break down some of the alcohol before it has a chance to get into the bloodstream and most of that isn't happening. It also means that your alcohol reading will stay higher for longer. So be aware of this if you're driving. You're best not to drink. Have a designated driver. Yeah, that's actually a good way to avoid drinking. Be that designated driver. And from a calorie perspective, a glass of wine, which should be about 150 mils or a glass of champagne equivalent, or a stubby of light beer. Wait a minute, a stubby? Um, What's a stubby? <laughs> yeah, okay, a stubby, a stubby in Australia is a small bottle of beer. It's about 375 mils, which is probably about 19 ounces or something for you. What would you call that? Probably like our small light beer. You just call it a small. Or, small well, bottle. We, we don't really have them by size. They're usually just bottles, and someone would say, okay, I'm going to have a light beer. And that light beer would have less alcohol content, which would also bring down the calories yeah okay well about 19 ounces of light beer will have about 100 calories which is equivalent to that glass of wine or that glass glass of champagne so if you're unsure if you really want it just say no and if you're sure you want it keep water at hand to reach for when you're thirsty or when you just want some liquid to clear your throat and just savour the alcoholic drink over a longer period of time. Also, you still want to separate liquids and solid foods. So if you're drinking, push away the snacks. Yeah, that's a really good reminder. Thanks for saying that. Or switch it up, your fifth way to steer clear of the holiday food trap. And by that, I mean for every drink of alcohol you consume, have two glasses of water in between before the next alcohol drink. You'll make it easier on your body to break down and digest. You'll cut way back on the calories. Also, when you drink more, you tend to pay less attention to what you eat and how much. Alcohol mm. reduces your inhibitions, which makes it easier to keep eating beyond your comfortable capacity. So make a plan 
But if you lapse from that plan, consider it just that and get back on track. If you tell yourself you failed, you can guarantee that you will. So listen, no negative self-talk allowed. Yeah, I call that the oh well rather than the what the hell effect. You know, <laughs> the what the hell effect is where you think, oh, what the hell, you know, I've blown it now. I'll just keep going. I've ruined everything. But the, the idea is you just say, oh, well, and you just get back on track. Don't beat yourself up about it. Thank you I for really saying think, that. Thank you for saying that. In fact, say that one more time. Yeah, it's the, oh, well, just say, oh, well, and just get on, get back on track. Don't beat yourself up yeah. about it. Don't make it last any longer than it actually did. Yes. I think that all the variety at the holidays can be a problem. You know, you do more social eating. You want a bit of everything on the table. So the sixth tip is to just focus on making a plate of exactly what you want. Pick the best. Think about being mindful, that is pay attention to what the food looks like, how it tastes, savor the moment versus eating quickly and going back for more before the brain and stomach have had time to connect with each other and say, I'm satisfied. Remember in that very first podcast, we talked about eating meals rather than grazing. It is amazing how much you can fit in when you graze. Mm. That's really key to making the best use of bariatric surgery. You had the surgery for a reason. Hopefully, it's resulted in a small, easily satisfied appetite. So don't try to trick it by eating too often. Keep to an eating routine. Holidays, as wonderful as they are, can be so stressful and they often make you feel blue that's not unusual so tip number seven I also like to take time out to relax and do something for you like treat yourself to a massage or a good book or snowshoeing whatever works for your body and your age like I just love to take a, a, a long walk or sit down with a movie that I would never watch and just zone out for a little while. So you have something I know that you love and you think I never get to do this. I want you to find time to do that. Sorry, I'm sitting here giggling. Snowshoeing. That sounds interesting. What is that? Well, it, like, um, okay, so think about it like walking on the beach in Australia, but in the snow with what kind <laughs> of looks like um, a racquetball or a tennis racket for shoes. So these like big racket looking things go over your <laughs> boots and you walk in the snow. So you're not skiing. They're not long skis. They're like shoes, walking, what they call snowshoes, but kind of shaped like a tennis racket head. And you burn a lot of calories. You get a great cardio workout and you're walking the snow just like you might walk the sand in barefooted or whatever shoes you wear at the beach. Oh, very cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have to try that. I have to come to America in, in winter sometime so I can try snowshoeing. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I find that that buying some active gifts is a great thing. So, you know, maybe you could buy some people some snowshoes. Um, it's a great opportunity to shift the focus from food. You know, introduce a game, maybe a frisbee or a dance mat or a bike or walking shoes, juggling balls, something that can get a bunch of people involved and having a go. I love that. Get your family and your friends up and moving around. You know, also one of my favorite tricks, my husband and I use this, all during the holidays. Never go to a party hungry because if you do, what happens? 
Every single thing on a buffet looks good and control goes out the window. So move away from the buffet and chat with your friends away from where the food is. Otherwise, you're constantly looking at and smelling that food. It starts calling your name and it makes it difficult for you to not eat and it makes it difficult to control the snacks. You're less likely to do what you know you want to do, which is just have the best things, like Amanda said. Yes, move away from the buffet. That's right. And if you're the host of the party, I'd also really recommend not grossly over catering or you'll still be eating leftover desserts for weeks after the party. So cater for the day and not the month. If you have 10 people at Christmas, Lunch, don't make 60 serves of dessert. And if you do and you have a ton left, pack little to goody to go bags and send them home <laughs> with your <laughs> yes, friends. You know? <laughs> okay, remember too, we raised the concept of mindfulness earlier in the podcast. So I'm thinking about mindfulness towards others too. Remember our interview with psychologist Linda Valmadre? I think that was episode number 11. During that interview, we talked about the lady who went to her family Christmas party last year and she saw relatives that she only sees at Christmas and was puzzled, maybe even angry, maybe a bit upset by the fact that nobody commented on the amazing transformation that she'd made in that past year. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty stressful for her. And I really liked Linda's advice. And uh, so I'm glad you brought this up. You know, what I heard Linda say is that your weight loss after bariatric surgery affects others. And it affects the relationships you have with others. And it's valuable to be mindful of their feelings. So Linda said that how we look and behave is part of how others recognize us or remember us. And so if you've lost significant weight this year, maybe it's you that could be almost unrecognizable. Don't be too hard on the reactions of those around you because they're thrown out of their comfort zone. If you don't look or behave like they remember you. Yes. Yeah, so if you feel you become a different person, let everyone come to terms with the new you. Linda said they will do one of three things. One was withdraw and maybe avoid you. So seek them out and show them that it's still you. Or number two, they might sabotage, try to sabotage your change and get you back to the way you were. So be prepared for that and show them that you're committed to your new you. And three was to sit it out, figure out the new you and then change their expectations. But that is the one that's most rewarding, but it's also the hardest. Yeah. And Linda said that you could help that one along by talking to the other person, allowing them to see and hear the things that have and haven't changed about you so they can get to know the new you. And if they're important to you, then keeping in touch regularly through the early days of surgery so the change is more gradual is a really good idea. You know, let them see pictures and hear what you're doing. You can also ask them how they feel about the changes in you. Uh, I do think that Christmas will hold some challenges for many people and you could be very prone to sabotage both by others or yourself. So just go in with your eyes wide open. Yeah, I like what you were saying. I think that visual image is a significant part of it and thankfully a good part about social media can play a bit part in that posting images of yourself you know holiday snaps whatever enables 
friends and family to keep up with the visual part of the change. In fact, we posted something recently in the Facebook group that showed the benefit of posting pics, you know, pictures and comments on social media. Yeah. So end strong and ready for the new year ahead. I really want to wish everyone a very happy holiday season and a fruitful new year. We're going to take a little break, but we'll see you back in the new year. So yes, take it slow, relax and enjoy the moment. I'm looking forward to the new year with you. And remember, it's so important that you hear about all the issues you can face and what you can do about them to stay empowered and move on. So here on the Beyond Bariatric Surgery podcast, we're all about your success. We want to give you as many tools for your toolbox as we can. So don't forget, we run self-development courses regularly. Check the website, beyondbariatricsurgery.com to see what's available right now. And did you know, we mentioned it a little bit earlier in the podcast, we have a closed Facebook group called Bariatric Surgery Eating. You can be a part of our group, talk about issues you're facing, or ask questions to the group. It's a large group, but it's very supportive and it's a private place to post. Go to Beyond, Go. sorry about that, go to bariatric surgery eating and request to join. They're free resources for all members and this podcast is one of them. Check it out today. Beyond Bariatric Surgery is produced and owned by Practicalories LLC, all rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions, which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the hosts, Great Ideas in Nutrition, or Practicalories, LLC.